I don't know. I think that the position on stage is such a good one. They don't care how good the table is. It doesn't matter. No. I mean, you're I'm already gonna in. I'm going to not touch this. Yeah. I'm going to keep my arms down. How's that? that? That's good. Get get as close. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely. A, rate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I figured you're trained to eat the mic, so it shouldn't be too big. Of a Some people don't. Some people have that big like, like Brian Oak has that, that big cannon of a voice. I'm not. Brian Jason Oak, Nagel has a big voice. Brian Oak somehow can talk. Just talking to him, he has resonance, like a good, like like it's recorded well. When you're just talking to him at a bar, yeah, he sounds it processed. Has, exactly, it sounds too good to actually be happening. Yeah. And uh, Nagel has a little bit of that too, but yeah. I'm one of those guys that spoke really quietly and yeah. got really up, you know, because yeah. I do not have the natural, the thunder is what they call it. Is that the what it's called? Is that the, the, the industry term? It's the blue steel of radio. It, yeah. Wow. Okay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome down to another edition of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it is me, your pal Ian. I am here in a precarious spot today. Um, I am at the home of the, the meat that you cannot beat. I am at Maeslack's uh, Bar in fabulous Northeast Minneapolis, uh, and where I'm on what appears to be a bit of a stage. It's odd. It's like the WKRP episode where they went to the stereo store and just everybody just stood around and stared at them. And that's what's happening to us right now. Maeslack's, uh, a legendary watering hole here in Northeast. If you're unfamiliar, it was founded in 1955 by Stan Maeslack's who would serve big things of meat. Now, why was Stan Maeslack somebody who people would trust to make big things of meat? Well, of course, he was a pro wrestler. And why not hand off responsibility for your foodstuffs to a pro wrestler? And uh, that's what it was for years. He died back in the 90s, but it hasn't changed too much since his tenure. Um, and I know that because it appears in a great movie. This this bar does, Maeslack's does. Uh, the movie, a little movie called The Wrestler. Have you heard of The Wrestler? I have heard of The Wrestler. It's when not is this that in one. The wrestler? It's not that one. Okay. It's not that one. <laughs> There's an earlier wrestler. The, the wrestler we know, of course, starred Mickey Rourke. The wrestler movie I'm talking about, called yet again The Wrestler, stars Ed Asner. 1974, let's say. And it's about, as you might have ascertained, wrestling. Now, since this was owned by a former pro wrestler and frequented, I guess, at that time by pro wrestlers, they wrote in a scene that took place here. Uh, and it has uh, Dick Murdoch and Dusty Rhodes beating the shit out of two people right here in this very bar. You can find it on YouTube because I don't believe anybody bothered to copyright it. Uh, it is out there, easily found for a dollar on a DVD, or you can find this great wrestling scene on YouTube. Maybe I'll even link to it because it's that good. Because it has Dusty Rhodes. And I personally grew up in the 80s. I grew up in the what I consider the golden period of wrestling, the 80s, when people still cared about showmanship, but were also ugly as hell. Um, Don't forget the steroids and so much uh, well, hair product. Still, still, There's a lot of hair product. Yeah, but if that was as if you're WWF. Like the NWA, they're still flabby. They look like they could be truck drivers and like your crazy uncle or the friend of your dad's we try not to talk about or invite over to the house very much. But let me, uh, let me introduce my uh, guest here. He's an old friend. I haven't seen him in a while, and I thought what better way to reconnect with him than at Maeslax because this is really where friends come together. He's got an industrial-sized Mountain Dew in front of him, so he's going to be talking pretty fast by the end of the interview. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you have seen him on stage with E.L. No. You have uh, heard him on radio all across this great state of ours. Welcome, my friend, Mr. Dave Campbell. It's great to be here, Ian. Thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. Dive Bar Mitzvah. Dive Bar Mitzvah. We're doing it. I'm glad. It's great to uh, to be on the show, specifically at this bar, yep. as I used to live right down the street. 
1311 4th Street yeah. Northeast. Spent a lot of time at this bar, and uh, if this bar was too packed, we'd head right across the street to the nightcap. And that's the only reason why people go to the nightcap. It's either too packed here or they got kicked out of here, and then yeah. they end up and across the street. Yeah, and I think in my, uh, can, from, you know, both experiences are, were uh, what occurred in my life at some point in time during the four years that I lived over here. Now, and, and uh, also to continue on with the pro wrestling theme, I met uh, Baron Von Raschke. At yeah. the nightcap once. Yeah. He was out there signing autographs for charity because he's a hell of a guy and would pose with pictures and do the claw. Yeah. And I met him. He was great. Yeah, he's like a he's a Northeast resident, isn't he? Or his I, I son, know he's from, his son Carl he's got, is around here. He's got ties. He's got roots that go deep in Northeast. Yeah. But I don't see him at the at centers. I don't see him at our yeah. grocery store. Which is a goddamn shame. Because yeah. I mean I love my neighborhood as it is, but if I bumped into wrestling royalty, you know, perusing the sausages at centers. Fuck! I don't care what my what my retail value is. I'm staying here for the rest of my damn life. Do they even shop for anything else? I don't think. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just gotta yeah. stock up on sausages. Well, your sausages, and preferably the kind that are still in link form, so you can use them as nunchucks. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to hear something crazy? I would love to. I played washboard. One of the first bands I was in, like post like the high school talent yeah, show yeah. band, right? Was uh, the band Accident Clearinghouse? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I love and um, this I didn't was, know you were in. This was the quartet them. version of it, sort of the yeah. latter era. Um, they didn't have a drummer anymore, but it was just me and the bass player and Quillen and Mike, and we entered some green belt competition. As you do. And it was like a battle of the bands, and Baron von Raschke wow. was the MC. That's great. Yeah, and it was over at because uh, he was known. For his mic ability. Well, he, he was... Not at all. I it, mean, even it, in the later <laughs> period where he was with NWA, he was just kind of like... Everybody, he was famous, but they would just kind of keep him in the back, and he would make menacing faces, because he's supposed to st- speak with a strong German accent. Yeah, you, you know, can understand what he was talking exactly. about. But he was... Or maybe he was just like the celebrity guest. Maybe maybe Mae Young was in the was the, uh, was the host. A superior celebrity the hostess. in my book. But at the end of this thing, I got to go out, and we worked it out backstage, you know, and I got to go out, and he went out first, and then I came out with my washboard and hit him over the back. Yeah, and really? I was like, "Listen, dude, like I'm gonna like, do you want me to like, do I just like?" Con-? And he's like, "Hit me, oh, really? Because yeah. you want to go over? Yeah, this yeah, you, you don't want to. I mean, no, we are talking about somebody who I assume at this point, yeah, at least in his late fifties. Yeah, I mean, it does this professionally, but you." New Year limits. You're a greenhorn. In yeah. This. Like you shouldn't just be hitting people. Yeah. With stuff. I mean, especially you know, even if they expect it, even if they're pros. But you, you went over the rules. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I just was like, I, you how know, do I, I wanted to yeah, do this. How do? Yeah. Is there a trick to this? And yeah. he was just like, that's when I realized that wrestling people say it's fake. Yeah. But those dudes were really getting clobbered with yeah, all that no stuff. There's no way you can hide. There's no way you can. The fake blood getting, was real. Getting a getting a chair to the head. No, that's real. Just, it's happening. Those people. They, the only fake part was. They were, but they drank a ton of beer after the show. Yeah, but that guy still really got hit in the head with a chair. And that's why I call it the golden period. And I say they're the greatest generation too. Yeah. Do you remember the Von Erichs? Oh hell, do I remember the what Von Erichs? What a tragic family. I know. I'm surprised there hasn't been a really good documentary about them. They did one of those ESPN 30 for 30 shorties. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah. Like, I love 30 for 30s, by the way. Yeah, me too. I can't. Uh, if they, if oddly if, enough, I don't like sports, but I'll watch an ESPN documentary any day of the damn week. I can't tell you the last time I watched a football game. But I've watched yeah. all the ESPN. A, they have a football now. Huh? Oh yeah, 
So as we mentioned, um, you haven't been here for a while. You're kind of like, this is like visiting old friends for you. Being yeah. back. Because now you live in St. Paul. Yep. The draw of uh, Northeast dive bars aren't what they once were. How does it look? Does it does it hold up to your memories? Oh, it's, you know, it's exactly like I remember it being. And uh, that's the funny part is, is is how little it's changed. The nightcap looked like it's gotten a little. The nightcap's gotten a little fancy you know, a little yeah, too like, fancy for yeah, me, to be yeah, honest with you. The best part about the nightcap was that, you know, it was horrible. Yeah. It was absolutely horrible. Yeah. And they had really good beef jerky. We would order... Oh. Now they don't have the... the There's no jerky. jerky. And it, it, they they had a, a, a poorly thought out remodel, is how, a redesign. Is all Pull tabs and moldy filberts, you know? Yeah. Watch yourself with the white Russians over there. Ugh. No, I haven't been... I haven't... I mean, I still come by Northeast. I go to the 331 Club, hosted a couple things there, and just to hang out and see some bands, but... I haven't been over here in a long time since I, I moved over to St. Paul and uh, got off the sauce. So like, yeah, that's the and gr- we're talking to somebody. Am who's... I the first sober? No, no, we've had a number of sober guests. Sober. I just uh, try to play it down because yeah. I don't I don't want to further people's behavior like that. I don't want to be responsible for people getting sober. <laughs> <laughs> that would be way too responsible. That's, I don't get paid at all for this. I let alone do I get paid to yeah, make life you, decisions for other human beings. Yeah, you, you don't want to be a positive influence no, on anybody's life. I'm trying to stay neutral. I'm right. trying not to move the needle one way okay, or another. Okay. I could either be a fine example or a big warning. You know, either way, it's a matter of perception at that <laughs> yeah. point. But I can't tell you what to do. I'm not a role model, David Campbell. Stop putting me in this I'm, role. Gosh, I apologize. And I was going to come to this later on, but how is clean living for you? Because I used to, we I wouldn't say we were running buddies, but we used to see each other out quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, um, much like I believe Frank Sinatra, you know, talked about that old gang of his. They're yeah. all getting married. Yeah. Not so much with my friends with the married, but a lot of them have cleaned up their acts. Yeah. And, and, and not the least of which you. How is how is the new life? Uh, you know, it's... And it, there is a... And, and the refrain from Michael Jackson is yeah. almost heavenly. It's giving you yeah, it's good back on this. This is, yeah. I mean, uh, you the, know. The, the room swells when you start talking about yes, it. Yes. Uh, we're having a, a very spiritual moment here yeah. at May Slacks. The only way they where you Where you can't beat their meat. Um, <laughs> no, you know, the sober stuff has been good for me because it was just so miserable yeah. right before. Not like... When I first started, when I first started drinking, it was like that was like a, it was a it was something that helped me out tremendously. You know, I could talk to girls, I could talk to a bunch of people that I that I didn't know. I could get up in front of people and do yeah. things. You know, it, it made me less sensitive to big crowds and stuff like that. Yeah. And and it was it's just plain fun. Yeah, exactly. Quite honestly, and the, I mean, one of the nice uh, you know side effects of drinking. Is you develop a bit of a fuck it attitude? Yeah, no, I mean I love criticism, crowds, whatever. Oh man, I loved it. A mischief was like my favorite thing, yeah. and I, and like you know when I was younger that was throwing snowballs at cars. Well, yeah. when it got to, you know, twenty one, yeah. now it was just like hijinks in bars, and there's nothing like drinking, you know, five ten drinks and making some real bad decisions to yeah. to make the kind of night that you can really have a great conversation about. And, you know, the next day, I okay, yeah. kind of honestly, I think that's what I was always going for. Like, let's do tonight so we can talk about it tomorrow. And and it's funny. Um, I was interviewed by Rob Callahan uh, a couple weeks ago, a month ago, whatever. And that was one of the things I touched upon. Like, that was, well, I think one of my biggest drawbacks when I was younger is I tried to exist solely so it would sound good third hand. Like, you know, down the line, if somebody was talking about me... I would sound epic as a human being, which just made me a shitty person in the you present. Did. So you were, you, it wasn't even about you telling the story the next day. It was somebody was, else. Exactly. You were making stories for somebody else to tell about you. Yes. Yeah. I well, was, I was self myth making 
and I think the only thing anybody ever said to me, kind of an asshole. I think that was pretty much the beginning and end of any conversation about yeah. it. Yeah, kind of a dick. I don't know. But it was, it was like, for me, it was just, it just, you know how it is. It, it kept getting better and worse. And then, like, pretty soon, I was at a point where those stories that were funny, you know, they, yeah. weren't, they weren't so funny anymore. Yeah. Like, I had, I'm trying to think of a good one that's, like, safe enough for me to, <laughs> statute of limitations. Yeah, there's is, no limits here. It's a no, podcast. No, it's, you know, just, like, things, like, I'd, that I'd have to apologize for. Yeah. yeah. And that weren't funny. It, it, it's one point to do those things and when everyone's having a laugh, you know, mm. and it's another where you, like, you threw some all of somebody's potted plants off of their I mean that actually happened that's like, a step too far well, yeah, Personal, I mean, see, I mean I, it was I like could... like like 20 of them you know what I mean like, okay, just, you know okay if it's 20 0 to 10 too far but once it's 20 that's yeah, just commitment to the bit yeah right exactly you gotta go through with it and and those are the kind of things that you know at a certain point you had to I felt like I had I was acting outside of what I felt was like okay for me but responsible I was responsible adult behavior really fun you know but it was a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde thing and then you know then it gets like the depression happens and then there's the, you know you start doing drugs that maybe you never did before yeah. and like uh, you know you, you haven't uh, paid your taxes in five years you're living in your own filth yeah. you know two years of mail on the floor you're yeah. sleeping on a camping mattress I don't know if any of these things have happened to you but How many years have, of mail were on the floor? <laughs> At least two. Okay, well then I've got, yeah, no problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not there yet. So, like, for me, it just, like, I just, it, it was going the wrong direction. Yeah. And so I, I just realized, you know, like, as much fun as this is, uh, it's, you know, there's some negative consequences. So I'm going to figure out how to do without it. And it took a little bit, you know, like, yeah. I, I didn't come rushing back to Maselax, you know. I didn't come rushing back yeah. here to, like, see how my favorite dive bar was. No, of course took, It took a little while. Yeah. Well, but I mean, but things are good. You're oh, on, yeah, you're on the up and great. up. Oh, yeah, things are great. Things are great. You know, I had another little, uh, like, kind of a bump with the current thing. That was... Well, and we'll get to that. We'll get are, to we that. want to hold off of that? Okay. Well, I want to start at the beginning. Um, I, let's go back. Yeah. I mean, because you and I have uh, parallel uh, job descriptions almost uh, in, in many ways. It's just that you have done some of them much more professional and better than I did. Um Podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know that uh, you were talking about how uh, drinking helps with dealing with crowds. You also hosted a number of events yeah. around town. Pretty much there's a long time where if it wasn't me, it was you. And if it wasn't you, it was me. Yeah. And there are times where it and was you. And then Barb Abney honed in on her. I her, know. Her, her, she got in on all her and shit. It's too bad she's so nice. You, like, I, I want to hate her, but, you, but, she, but uh, she's taken the, you know, the, the bread out of my... Dog, yeah. my my children. I don't getting, got any of those things. I still things. get a fair amount of work for it, but and yeah. now and are you still hosting anything at all, or is this, well, is, I, do you just is life of sobriety get you out of that? Well, no, no, actually, like I'd I'd still do stuff, and I think and so crowds are all right. You've gotten to the points where you yeah, can deal with. Yeah, it's like you know, like I mean, I'm sure you get the, the same experience. Like if you had to do that every night, yeah, fuck it, you'd be no. like, no way. Yeah. But if you only got to do it once a weekend or whatever. But I just saw they announced the. Um, the uh, bowling place over in uh, Memory Lane. Memory Lane's block party. You're hosting the one stage, and then Fancy Ray took my gig. Now I didn't know it was taken from you. I assumed you had retired. You no, had walked man. away. I would still like. I'd still. I'm still doing a couple of other things that I'm. That I'm. Uh, well, I know I'm doing you this. got installed over me because you were with Current. Yeah. So I lost gigs because Current was a sponsor. And oh they, yeah. And then they installed. They're like, well, we're putting our people in now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So Dave Campbell. Yeah, I know. Um, so there goes Luce Block Party. God damn it! I, I never had that one. Oh, you never had that one. I no. thought you did that. Well, then maybe you didn't. I thought you did that one. I did it for a while, and then, then somebody Barb did it. I think it was probably Barb. Yeah. Fucking Barb. Yeah, she's the she's the she's who we really need to hate here. Um, Fucking Buckeye. But no, it was I. You know, like that kind of stuff. I I could do it on a limited basis. I learned actually 
strangely enough, in the kind of like hippie music world, I used to go host the Big Woo family reunions. <laughs> you know, I'm not sad I missed that gig. I'm going to be honest. No, that's with what you. I'm saying. Is like, you know, you got it, but you got to learn how to deal with that raging guy with the huge beard who's screaming for ten minutes more. David Nelson band. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, you got to. And then once you learn how to deal with that, then you can kind of adapt that to any. I don't have those skills. What are you talking about? I think I'm hired to be a dick. I think a lot of times when I get the gig, you know, yeah. New Year's at First Avenue or Halloween there. Are you a lot of time just corral? I mean, I always, when people ask me what it's like to host something, I say it's like talking to a really stupid person or holding a baby. Like, you just want to make baby happy. You want baby to go, hey! Right. And that's a crowd. I mean, yeah. you, once you look at more than 20 people... It's making baby happy, and that's yeah. all it is. And you can't really say anything too complex. Like I've, no, no, I've, no, 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 I've no. tried that, and you, you just can't. You got about thirty seconds tops. I've gotten better at getting out complex concepts in twenty words or less. Like that was like Casey Kasem's main talent is he could tell a poignant story in hundred and thirty words. Right. And I've gotten a little bit better at that, but of course I've been doing this now for like 10, 12 years, so I better have gotten a little better. Please, one more. So, yeah, I think I've gotten slightly all right at that, but it's still... And, and then there's a whole lot of, well, if you don't get it, fuck you anyway. You yeah. know, like, I mean, whatever. I don't care. There's I've been doing this long enough where if I got fired, eh, you know, I mean, like, I've proven my point. I don't want to get fired if you're listening to anybody, anybody at first. There's, there's, there's also just some crowds. Some crowds just suck. And some crowds, some crowds are just... Fun. Or they're just, they're like drunk to belligerence. Yeah. And when you're, you know, the belligerent guy... I can guys, work with that, though. I can, I can You do, you do all right with belligerence? I, I, yeah. That's because the one that I freaks out, me out. I can out-belligerent anybody. Really? I Yeah, I can. And I wish I had your stones, man. That's I was always like the sensitive guy. So it, Yeah, you got to drop that. Yeah, you got well, I would it would work to a degree, but then when there was a problem child, that's that's the easiest one because you turn the crowd against him. You single him out for being the asshole. Because, you know, whatever. Great. We've neutralized the problem. You immediately go to, like, this guy over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You immediately exactly. go to that? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, don't forget to tip your uh, waiters or everybody's going to think you're that dick right there. Yeah. And then everybody looks at him like, God, I hate that guy. And like, he starts, he starts. And then he, yeah, then he kind of. The blood rushes to his face. His penis shrinks back up into his body. Yeah. And then he got the attention he wanted. And he got shot up. I mean, it's like a, it's like an implosion. He just collapses from the inside. <laughs> the death of a star. Yeah, exactly. And then See, there's we, a vacuum This is there. the shit Thank we should have been sharing all these years. Yeah. We should have had a union. We should have been sharing secrets. Yeah, because I'm sure you were getting paid better than I was. Well, so we you know, had, we, we, we could have had collective bargaining. Yeah, collective bargaining. Fuck this up. And, uh, and actually, like, um, that was one of the things that... You know, because I was always, like, scrapping. I didn't have... I was always part-time at one job, yeah. part-time at the fetus, part-time in the bands thing, and then doing part-time radio. So I was always, like... I was pulling as many of those gigs as I possibly could yeah. because... Well, I assume... I mean, I think... And, I, and uh, you can make a big chunk of money sometimes. Well, but I mean, I just kind of... I blithely assumed that if I hear you on a radio station that isn't, like, a KFAI, not a public station or a cooperatively yeah. run station, that you're making good coin. I just right. assume if I hear you on The Current, chances are you're driving around in a Lexus and not going to return my phone call. This is the sound of me shaking my head <laughs> okay. right. right now. I'm yeah. shaking my head. Um, especially if you're part-time, you know. I, they, I will say this. NPR paid part-time better than any... I mean, you know, like, part-time when it was, like... Over at the edge or whatever yeah, zone yeah. would have been minimum wage. Yeah, and they paid much, at, much better than that. I met you at KQRS when you're doing homegrown yeah. the first time. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, yeah. go on. So, 
yeah, I had a bunch of those things, and I love doing doing them. And I said I got invited back to do the Square Lake fe- Festival this year, which is, I've done for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of them, by the end, were sort of dovetailed into the current stuff. Yeah. And once they got, once the current kind of got their hands in it, then it, then all of a sudden, like, I was the only one that was doing a lot of those mm-hmm. outside of events that they okay. were, and they were then they were kind of trying to get like an like the same amount for all the DJs, and that mm. did not help. No. It, it actually went the opposite of way. Well, yeah, because you were the I was, I was doing it all the time, yeah. right. You know, and then and then they were like, well, we wanted to be equal, and I was just like, okay. Well, and it's a sweet gig hosting. And I don't talk about it too much because nobody asks me, which is a goddamn shame. People who see me on the street talk to me about the things I do that interest you. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. But no, no, I mean, it's a sweet gig. Like, hosting uh, Memory Lanes, which is coming up, like, I, I love it. I mean, granted, you're just kind of hanging out in a parking lot for a day, watching bands, you know, getting drunk in the sun, or not. But it, it's it's a fun way to spend your day. I mean, otherwise, I'm going to be hanging out at home watching old episodes of Charles in Charge. You know, yeah. like, fuck it. This and is that, show wasn't, that show wasn't really that great the first time. Oh, man, you really need to give some of the later seasons a second chance. Are you kidding me? I'm not, actually. Okay, I'll check it out. I, I mean, that I have a thought. You know, it was either that or what's the one with the little the little robot? Nobody ever remembers the name but me. Can you remember it? Um, Something c- small, small wonder? Small wonder. All right, there we there go. There you go. Yeah, the recall's a little called, slow, but... I yeah. called from a friend of mine like 10 years ago. Like, I'm at work and nobody could remember the name of this show and we know you're the only one who could possibly remember this. She's a robot, and I'm like, yeah, I know what it is. And they're like, well, what is it? Like, I'm not telling you. Like, it's like small. And then I think I started humming the theme. Like, oh, I can't do the theme. Made of plastic, a microchip here and there. She's a small. This is why I host trivia. But yeah, then I was like, yeah, then I think I got ten bucks off the room and told them. What was the name of the girl with the red hair? That Margot. Margot. What do you think Margot and the little robot girl look like today? I've looked it up in, in more recent history than I care to admit. Really? Margo looks the exact same. Really? I think the, the, the woman, now woman, who played the, the robot, Vicky, was Vicky. her name. It was like Jesus, B I period I much. period K. Yeah, of course. It was like, like an like acronym. Na- like Kit or something. Variable. Um, yeah, and, and I think she's really into religion and probably like hasn't had a lot of pictures taken for some reason. No. This is an odd tangent we've gotten on. Yeah, well, you know, it was wrestling and uh, sobriety. Um, Which could only lead to bad syndicated television Yeah, shows. right, you know. All right. Um, what else did you have in mind today well, for okay, us? Well, okay, well, let's, let's start talking about it. Or As I said that you paralleled, paralleled my life in many ways. How long have you been working at a record store? I grew up in a record store. My father owned a record store from the my, from the time I was five. I didn't know this. To the time I was 17. I Where? Was ra- in Muncie, Indiana. Okay. Uh, called Repeat Performance. Um, yeah. I, I, could, I was buying Captain Beefheart albums when I was nine. You listening? You were listening to. Tri- I wasn't listening to Captain Beefheart, but I knew the stuff my dad liked, and I knew his collection oh, okay, really okay. well. So I could do a pretty good job priming through, and that's how I ended up doing design work and doing a lot of album covers because that's yeah. all I was raised with. I was raised in this wonderful art gallery of a used record store Dude. where there's, you know, I mean, honestly, forty thousand albums probably. I mean, it was huge. His catalog. He I had love that stuff. Many, I mean, I just I grew up on that, and I could visually see. My dad's albums, and then I could pick them out. Like I go, like Deja Vu, you know. Dad, dad has that. Dad has that. Yeah, exactly. And I knew things like that, and so I grew up doing that. And that's you know, and right before my father closed it, I just looked across the store, going, "I wish I knew what I'd be into in like ten years." Right. Because everything I'm gonna probably want 
is here right now, but I right. don't know what I want right now, yeah. which is horrible. And how long have you been at the fetus? You've been at the fetus forever. Gosh, I started there, I think, in 2000. And it was in the basement. Danny Sigelman. We were both living over here. Okay. And uh, Danny was playing in uh, the Mike Mike Brady trio at the time, and he came in on Homegrown, and, he, and I was like, I'm kind of looking for a job, you know, because I, yeah. I had failed out of school like five times, and um, I was a ski instructor um, for little kids out at Highland Hills. Yeah, because that sounds like being a ski instructor just basically yeah. seems like a one-way ticket to chicks. Not when they're you're Not teaching, they're you're kids. Te- you're teaching yeah, the kids. Yeah. It sounds much more respectful when you put it like just, that. But when just, you say ski just, instructor, I just assume your name is Blaine yeah. and you drive like a Range Rover. Right, yeah, yeah. Let's just be clear. Die bar mitzvah, <laughs> not in favor of diddling kids yeah. or ski instructors <laughs> diddling kids yeah. or kids in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I, Danny was like, hey, we got this. There's an opening in the one stop. Sonia Grover yeah. had been there before. She moved to First Avenue, so I took her job really? wow, in okay. the basement of the fetus. And um, I did a couple years down there, and then I quit to run a label in town, what 2024. Okay, yep. And I did that for a year, and then I went back to the fetus and started working at the counter upstairs and working with customers. Yeah, and how, how jaded did you become running a record label? So running uh, a, a music magazine, I realized that just the entire industry was horrible yep. and that I, it should be avoided. Well, because I liked... Because I like the bands on the label, I it didn't get too bad. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but, but then you're championing people, and if it doesn't get received the way you want it to, I just oh, right. that would be huge. The burnout was the tough part. Yeah. As, as that, and we'll talk. We can talk about this more when current quitting the current comes up. But <laughs> I just was not. I mean, the reason, and actually, quitting school or being failing out of school is like. There was a bunch of things in my life that I felt like I was smart enough to do, but I couldn't do. Yeah, okay. Do you know what like, I'm talking about? No, I mean, I understand the concept. It'll make sense when we get to that, that next part of the story. But the, running the label, I was the day-to-day business manager of this label in town because this guy who was owned it was putting his real estate money into it to try and fund records by a ballet and diplomacy, plastic constellations. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it just was like he wasn't around, and I was in charge of doing everything, and it was just like totally overwhelming. Um, but it was also like a great experience, and but it, it totally like kind of just ate me up by the end. The way you, the the hard part was that you had to watch people who had a lot of talent and a great record just like stick their thumb up their ass. You know what I mean? Okay, all right, that's that's good to hear, actually. And you're just like, if you tried even like. 10% more than you're trying now, yeah. like good things would continue to happen to you. And I say it's good to, good to hear because one of the things that got me out of ever wanting to have uh, a, a job in the music industry or as a musician was, again, my father's record store because I was surrounded by bands most anybody had never heard of. Could be the most talented motherfuckers on earth. This could be the best album ever recorded. Didn't happen. And, no, and nobody knows. Nobody fucking knows. And I'm not going to be as good as the guy who's probably playing bass, the session guy playing bass on, you know, whatever jazz album here yeah. that no one's ever bought, no one's ever heard of, that we've been sitting on for $3 for 15 years. Right. Like, I mean, it just seems like the game is so rigged. Like, becoming a professional basketball player would be an easier gig than being a musician who ends up making a goddamn difference. I think you're right, especially in that, well, at least in the... the, the the basketball situation, it's about talent to a degree. You know, yeah. you got to believe that to a degree, the cream rises to the top. Um, 
with the record stuff, it's just dumb luck that like X band over here, like two million people buy that record, and this band that's pretty much comparable, making you know just as interesting music, yeah. nobody hears about because like it just doesn't catch. Yeah, you know, there's that weird thing that has to happen. Being the right thing at the right time. Yeah, be the right thing at the right time until it already happens. Yeah, and then you know, there's records like, you know, the first two big star records or any of the big star records. You know, and and you're like those things. All the music guys were on board. They all went, you know, down to see him perform, and it was like this. Have you ever heard that the story about the sort of conference of music people that they brought down to, and big star played, and so like all the most important journalists saw these guys, and. Not still nothing. Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah still nothing. Instead, being backed by like uh, Steve Cropper and all of like the Stax Volt people were there to help out. Like I mean, you had a golden team to push Big Star, and still, I mean, now, I mean, and, and well, but I mean, how much are Big Star? I mean, they're like the obscure band we talk about, but they're the obscure band we now all know, I guess. But they all didn't really live up to the potential of changing the world at the time. Yeah, I think also too like. You know, I think a lot of people want to walk that line where they're 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 famous, but they're not you know um, like boy band famous. Yeah. Because then well, you're no, like Chilton kind of did that. Well, of. actually, yeah, in the box tops, yeah, I suppose yeah. he was. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, I was actually but, saying even later in life. I mean, he he could draw. He could yeah. make it, He made a living off off he his did. art. I just think that there's you know it, it's really difficult to be to have it be like art and. And have everyone love it. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. Make a living of it. It's there's it's like it's almost like contradicting itself. You're trying to make this thing that is you know art and uh, important to you and is in no Something way affected by intangible. commerce. Yeah. Yeah. Affected in no way by commerce. But you're trying to sell it. Yeah. And become famous for you know like it's like you can't. You sort of can't do both. It's just, it's always been, I think, a battle. You I have think to it, be a whore, but you can't be a whore. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think at a certain point, you just have to be like, this is my job, you know? Yeah. Like, it's our job to go up on stage and be like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> you can't show up fucking depressed <laughs> and, like, sad and, like, I don't want to be here. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to. You got to fake it. You got to fake it yeah. on that day. You know, like, does that mean you're selling out? No, it's, you know, that's your job. Is well, to you'd be have like, to fake it at McDonald's, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't just mope around in the back. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, fuck yeah. you. Everybody, you cool. Everybody puts on attitude. Right. Um, so you've been dancing around it. And then, and before we sat down today when we were talking about doing this, I'm like, how much can we talk about the current? So I assume that there's rules and regulations and what? things you can talk about, and things you can't talk about. But I was really surprised to hear it uh, that, that you walked away from. I it was because surprised too. <laughs> because I mean, it, 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 in this market, I don't know from my point of view if you could have been in a much better position. Now, and as I said earlier, I knew you uh, from uh, Homegrown on KQRS, yeah, um, which was a great show, I, and I, I love doing it every time I got asked. That was always uh, fun. And when you hopped over there, I was just so happy to see some friends of mine. You know get the uh, the paycheck and the recognition they so so richly deserve yeah. and you were definitely one of them yeah um, it was a it, when I I mean that was all I wanted to do you know when I when I was 1997 was when I first started doing stuff with homegrown and I was like the guy that would go around and scrape gum yeah. off of the, the the places that I went to and then call in and be like, oh, here's the gum report. I'm cleaning oh, up the music yeah, scene. Right, that was right. the bit. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I had a big jar of gum. It was like, you know, this huge jar, this huge spackle. They, we the, they kicked me out of the poodle club because I had this huge spackle that I was <laughs> scraping gum. I'm like, I'm scraping your fucking gum off the tables. What's your... Um, 
No, what the hell possible problem could you have? Yeah, with yeah like how is this up in there? Like it's a weapon. <laughs> uh, the poodle club. It's a weapon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smoking yeah. while the place later. Yeah, he had down. cigarettes in both hands. Yeah. Um. So then when you know I I was that that sh- but what I realized working for KQ and and Drive for a year we were on KQ for nine years and then Drive the last year or simulcast on KQ and Drive for the eighth year or ninth year and then the tenth year was just me on Drive. Um, May had left the building. The lovely May Young. And, um, but I realized I didn't want it. I mean, May, you know, was was a third shift DJ, and you were stuck there until somebody dies. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And she had she probably made. Excuse me. She you know was as paid as well as any third shift DJ yeah. because KQ, I mean, per capita was crushing it, yeah. right? And and she still was just like, it wasn't about. Everyone thinks. Okay, I'm gonna look in the camera and say this. Everything's but he thinks that being a DJ is about playing music on the air, and it's not. It's about being a talking head. Yeah. Um and it's so frustrating. But the current wasn't gonna be like that. Yeah. So when the current started, I was like, oh, these guys are actually picking. A world of optimism. They're Coming pi- off Rev 105. We had this dark period in the middle, and finally we're getting our own progressive yeah. station. As we thought when we read the press release that yeah. came out. And well, and they're hiring people that are you know, they were like, hiring the right like people. Different shifts yeah. sounded like different people. Yeah. It didn't sound like one thing. Exactly. And that was what was cool about it, you know? Um, but that's a tough road to hoe ratings-wise. And, you know, public radio, even though 50% of the the revenue is from, you know, the, the, the donations from people, yeah. uh, the other 50% is stuff from the government or yeah. is, is money that they make by having underwriting it's called underwriting not commercials yeah and there's just different restrictions on the length and how many you can sell and you know because if they just let you go wild like why wouldn't everybody be a public station yeah, and a right. commercial station so um you know it, it was like the current ratings weren't great coming out of the gate but and i didn't i didn't i wasn't there from the beginning i i came in 2008 oh i thought you were out. no okay. i so i was like i was still doing homegrown when they started and I was just like, oh, Watching man. the train leave the station. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I wish I would have got in at the beginning because it probably would have helped me out a lot. Um, in the end, I came there a little later. And so, I, you know, like the dust had kind of settled and everyone was sort of where they were. You know, but I, I, lo- I still love doing it. And very shortly into my stint there, they had me doing the local show. And yeah. when we were doing that, we moved from one to two Which hours. Which you did great at. And I loved you also it, man. dealt with the people. You I, dealt with crowds one person at a time on Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely. A horrible way to do it. <laughs> like, I would rather host anything. I'll, I'll host at the Target Center at Sunday at noon. Yeah. If, if I had to deal with 20 people on Facebook who are bitching at me, I would take <laughs> that every day. I would go in, in front of any the largest crowd you have as opposed to having a whole bunch of people in bands I don't care complaining about complaining about. at me yeah. on Facebook. They were actually, for the most part, it was... It wasn't as bad as as I thought it would be. I thought there'd be more of that. I think people were pretty respectful with the decision that I would. And you handled, you handled yourself with an amazing applause. Yeah, I remember a couple dust ups where you yeah. totally showed up as the wise shaman and just went, "No, <laughs> slight misunderstanding here. Let me point out where you're wrong. Let me tell you where I'm coming from, and then we'll all move on." Yeah, and it just like and diffused things, which I which I don't do. No, I mean, well, you I, have that I, other thing that I can't do. I piss gas. Look at this idiot. Yeah, yeah. 
I piss gasoline. And that does not that does not work as well on Facebook because then people just screenshot it. And We're go, sort of well, like this guy's got to get fired. Like if there was a if there was a movie, a local movie made, you and I could cop? play. No, yeah. we could play the, the the devil and the angel over the shoulder. Like I could oh, be. Oh, you're the angel. I could be the angel. You be the oh, devil. Fuck off. Oh you're come not on! You just said you piss gasoline. Well, I do piss gasoline. Okay. but I mean, hey, you never see that's the hell of a town. Well, I like the idea of a buddy, uh, like a buddy comedy, even better. Yeah. I think we'd be dynamite. I think we'd be. I think we'd be great buddy cops. So many. Groins hit with footballs in that movie. Come Just, on. Like hundreds of them. Let's talk to an agent. No, so Current was great. I love the people there. I still love the people there. Like my my coworkers, you know, like Jill Riley, Steve Seal, um, you know, Barb Split, but she, you know, Bill DeVille, Jade, I'm Mary Lucia, of course. Mary's like, yeah. you know, there I mean I'm like I'm still super tight with them. Um Brett Baldwin and Leah Garris, they were helping me with that video thing we were doing towards the end, the, the yeah. nice guy, solid DJ. Yes, exactly, which beautifully shot, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that was well Leah Garris. She was fantastic. Um, where it where it kind of felt, you know, like what happened was I was producing the local show in the end. I'd never did it before. It was always like, here's another person that did all the kind of the busy work. Yeah. And then I handled just like doing the interviews, picking the music. And you kind of need to be a two-person situation. When I did my show, it was so much work just to get to the stage I was out right. of energy by the time I got there yeah you, I was stressed out walking in because there's nobody else to hand it to right if I had had a producer or somebody you know who exactly. I could actually pay to take all of the hits to have to fucking distribute the goddamn flyers I would show up with a big smile on my face right. and just hit home runs every time at bat but just yeah. get drunk down with so much crap yeah and that's what happened to you as well you think yeah and uh I mean I did it for the last year and a half, and uh, or year and three quarters until I quit. The first year, well, I'm trying to think how it went down. The first, the first year I did it by myself was sort of like, let's try this out. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'd even applied for that job twice. Okay. The producer of my own show, and, and not gotten it twice. It. I didn't get it. So you wanted to be behind a host? Well, no, I wanted to be. I oh, wanted you, to. I wanted all the hours. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So I was okay. like, only get paid for eight hours. So the show that we get, there's 20 hours, and really we're putting about 30 hours into I see. it. And um, so, but they gave you what you wanted. They gave me what I wanted, but then like I was struggling. I was putting in like, you know, it was when I was only working there 25 hours. I was always part time until the last year. And I was putting in like 25 hours a week there, and I would put in 40. Mm -hmm. But that was just what it took me to get this done. There was always this back and forth between me and the management okay. about how long things took. Yeah. Same issues that I had in school. It was just like it <laughs> took me longer to do everything, yeah. you know? And, you know, punctuality was an issue, and time management was an issue, prioritization was an issue. Finally, the second year, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why am I so bad at this and everyone else is so good so I went to this dude this doctor in Loring Park I thought maybe I have a learning disability like you think like I failed out of school this many yeah. times I've never been able to you know do all this stuff and uh, I went and this guy's like did all these tests he's like you don't have ADHD which I had you know even been taking assume, meds for yeah. yeah oh wow you're even medicated yeah okay. well until I uh, yeah. <laughs> until I got sober because you know Adderall well hey it's a hell of a Adderall you can eat yeah <laughs> it's a hell of a drug yeah. um so uh this guy was like, they even gave me the, the QEEG, which is like the little cap. Really? Where they, yeah. They take a look at your brain. And he's, wow. they ask about concussion history. So it's definitely worth the money you're spending. Oh, yeah. Point. It's totally worth the And this guy was like, knew his stuff. And, um, and uh, they found out, they're like, you had concussions when you were in first grade, third grade, and sixth grade. And then you played hockey through high school. Really? Uh, yeah. they're wow. like They're like, you look like you've had a 
brain injury. Like your left frontal lobe isn't working. That's where all the executive functions are, which are all those things that I just listed. Yeah. And so I went back to the current. I was like, listen, like the reason I can't do this stuff in a timely manner is because I can't. It turns out, yeah. Yeah, and I, I was like, because I've had similar things where I just, I just assumed my entire life I was just lazy and yeah, no good. Yeah, exactly. You're not, you know. Well, well maybe yeah, you are. Yeah, maybe I am. But yeah, you're not. <laughs> but We've I wasn't it. like, I, and it was I, my self-esteem was just like was I was always so sensitive about. I just felt like a tool because I couldn't do this stuff that other people could do. You couldn't. But get I appeared like yeah. I appeared like I could because I, you know, I have like a decent IQ. So people are like yeah. you talk well. Yep. You know, you must be able to do all this other shit. And I was like, ah, oh, well. I mean, there were some things that were so low on the scale, like like one percent, like first wow. percentile, like yeah. working memory, which is like the RAM in a computer, you know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. thing that allows for your programs to run. Like it was so low for me that I would, if I was in high school now or elementary school, I'd probably be in like a special ed class. And um, so I went to them and I was like, "Here's what's going on," and you know, like, "What are we gonna do?" The problem is, is that legally, you know, when you get accommodations written by a doctor, all they do is work with you on the job you currently have. They can't change your okay. job. And I was like, I can't do this stuff anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't do this. Like, all I want, all I came here to do was be a DJ. So let's just do that. Yes. And they were kind of like. Really? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try the other way with you. You yeah. know, I'm going to try what you're suggesting. I assume at that point, you, you, they tried to set you up with some sort of. I mean, if not medication, ways of dealing with issues, well, things like that. Once you get to that point, then the doctor tries to work workarounds, you know, like yeah. little things that. But I mean, I was like, it's a lot of work. I would imagine. And, so. You know, and I'm meanwhile, I'm like working 70 hours a week doing nothing else, just trying to keep up with this job. And um, in the end, I was just like, I don't like I'll give it all up. I'll go to part time. Like, all I want to do is host. Mm-hmm. And they were like, OK. And then the next day it was like something totally different. It was mm-hmm. it was just like. And I tried for a month. I tried to stick with it. And finally, I was just like, I got done with like a quarterly review or something. And I just realized, like, if they would have, if they wanted me to do that, just yeah. host, they would have had me hosting by this point in time. It's been eight years. I've been here. I'm not getting the nods. I'm watching my, you know, coworkers. I'm watching, yeah. you know, Jim do drive time, who's my boss. Like, he's exactly. not even a yeah. host. I'm watching, that was odd, I I'm watching Mac Wilson do drive time. I'm yep. watching all these other people get shots ahead of me. And I'm like, like, that's what I want to do, not be a producer. Yeah. Like, I'm not good at that. Now we know why. So let's be smart and, like... Work with what we got. Right. Yeah. Do you put that, like, the person who, you know, who can't catch the ball, do you put him in the, you know, in the field? No, you make him a DH, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you let him hit, and that's it. And they just couldn't do it, or they weren't willing to, or I don't know. But I just, like, one night I was like, I'm never coming back here. Yeah. I mean, and I packed up my shit thing, that and was left. The thing that I was quite struck by... The, the two words effective immediately. <laughs> well, you know how radio right is, though. Yeah, they I don't mean, like. If I would have waited till the next day and been like, "Hey, no. I'm quitting," they would have been like, "Pack up your box and go." Oh, really? Okay. Well, they don't let you back on the air. You know what I mean? They're worried that you're gonna. You're gonna and that's a, that's not like the current or yeah, NPR. Yeah, that's that's the like that's yeah, the industry. So. Like the that. only time when people get to stay is when they're retiring and yeah. they 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 trust you to ride it out and you're not gonna like you're not gonna go airheads. You know, like. <laughs> stick a hockey stick yeah. across the door, God, making nobody can come in, hands. and you're like, yeah, yeah. you know, like play Sloop John B naked for 48 hours straight, which I thought about doing multiple times. Yeah, because um, what better way to announce? Yeah, like yeah. I'm out. Yeah, then just like walk out. So, but so I mean, it was really painful though because I, that, like you said, felt like it was going to be the perfect place for of me. Of course. 
And I, Finally, you know. You but I was miserable, uh. you know. And um, like I said, I still love all the people there, but like it was just like it was not working for me. And it wasn't working for them either. Yeah. You know, like they were I, – I, I was a little bit more diplomatic about it in the paper, but – it was just like it wasn't working for them. It wasn't working for me, and I, I quite honestly, I was scared. Like I'm either gonna go fucking nuts, yeah, you know, because my girlfriend was just like, "You're miserable." I would come home and just sit in the dark and like watch. That's pretty. Okay. Dude, not good. And uh, or I was gonna get fired. It turns out it would have been better if I got fired because then I could collect unemployment. But yeah, <laughs> jeez. So I mean, it was really to that level. Dude, it was bad. It was bad. And you know, and, and, where, did, and where do you think that depression rooted from? I mean, was it? In the fact that you were having such a hard time, I was, I was, able to, yeah. or is it just? Or I mean, because there's a perfect storm of potential issues here. I yeah. mean, you're getting overloaded with stuff you're not set up to do. You're dealing with a mass audience, which I mean, a lot of this yeah. you have to turn inward and become really just like high in yeah. certain ways. And I've had to do that too, where you just I'm not talking to anybody, I'm not answering the phone, I'm yeah. turning off all the lights. It's me and the cat and some yeah. pizza, and that's no, all dude. you have for the next like week and a half. I gained twenty five pounds that, that year from Jeez. frozen pizzas. Wow. Yeah. No, yeah, I was just miserable, and it was it was. I don't think to be fair to them, I don't think I let them know how how like bad like how bad were. it was, yeah. and then. When well, I, why would you? I mean, it's just well, like, yeah, I cry. It's not yeah, a great way to start a you, conversation. You know, like, on, with an employer, you got to be, like, yeah. with a friend, you can be like, dude, I'm pulling my hair out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But with an employer, you got to be like, I'm doing my best, and I'm going to keep working hard and try to be better. You know what I mean? And also, too, it's a weird environment because everyone's in competition with everyone. Yeah. You want exactly. each other to succeed. You want the station to succeed. But if Mary Lucia goes down, I want her job. Yeah, You course. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and my boss... You know, was constantly like taking people's you know shifts when they were out sick or whatever. Yeah. So I was even in competition with my boss. Yeah, that's fine. Like, imagine up. asking for more hours or better hours when the guy who's doing it is the dude guy who's gonna fill in. Yeah, yeah. Is, is like the one who's gonna. So it was really weird, and I mean, I think they they were doing the best they could with me, and like I was definitely doing. I was, I mean, I love. I was like rah rah pro current guy, you know. Yeah, of course. And, um, well, it, I mean, in that, I mean, so yeah, it was that, so that, hard, dude. It was so hard to leave. It was that like brand a, of body snatchers was pretty big here in town for a while. Or it's yeah. just like rah rah. And I had no problem with it, but it, it did seem a bit jingoistic, and it turned into like the same as saying I'm a Toys R Us kid, where it's just like we're rallying behind a trademark at that point, which right. I'm always. Yeah, it's you know, like when it like hindsight now. Like, I, 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 you know, listened a little bit, and it wasn't, like, the, the shows I was doing was Saturday nights, mm-hmm. Radio Free Current, basically Freeform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which was, yet again, about the best gig you can get in yeah, radio today. and local show, which was totally Freeform, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it was up to me in those two shifts that I was doing what I could do, and, like, if that's what it was, like, I would really be upset right now, because, yeah. but it's not like that, you yeah. know? Like, they've kind of tried to uh, to appeal to more people by being repetitive and that's what Jim Gwynn does well you know and um, you know he's he's brought the ratings up substantially since really? he's been there so oh my god I mean it was you know in the ones and now it's in the threes you know oh, I mean yeah. he's 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 good at getting more people to listen to the station and if that works for you that's great you know I like I prefer to you know like I'm on I, I never listen to Spotify at all because I was always like Knee deep in people's of course. CDs. Yeah, that why are, would you need to? Yeah. So now, I, you know, like I kind of stopped listening to Current. I got myself a yeah, Spotify. Yeah, do you listen to radio at all? No. No. Okay. Um, I got a, myself a Spotify account, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just all like all over everything, every in all in every direction, and yeah. that's like that's kind of how I like. Like, it's got to be really free. My mixtapes are, you know, gonna have the Lubin Brothers on there mm-hmm. and some weird like 
cheesy 70s rock thing and like something modern and multiple things from in town here and some hip hop. Like I don't like, I don't know. That's how I like to listen to stuff. I don't yeah, know about you. Cross platform. Just like all over the place. Yeah. And that's to me, that's what modern music should be like. And I think that's yeah. what the kids coming up, they don't give a, they don't care. No, yeah. Well, but they weren't raised to. They don't no, know any no. The kids where, today. Where it's like the people older than us, like they didn't go to college until after, you know, license or before License to Ill came out. And yeah, they like, yeah. they can't, like rap is like, ugh. So scary, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, uh, and this leads to the logical question. Do you ever want to return? Do you ever plan to return? Dude, where would it be? I, I, hey, hell if I know. I don't know. I'm you know not, what I mean? Yeah. Like, where would I, where would I? Any number of places that wouldn't pay you shit, I'm sure. <laughs> And and what kind you know like like I said the station that I would want to work for would be something that where it is a DJ making all the choices yeah I, and you I, know where that exists the 1970s yeah or like I think KFAI you get a show on KFAI I but, love KFAI and I would consider that but I, I need a fifty bucks there earlier this week I need a job though you know what I mean exactly if you thought it was bad you so, know a commercial entity right you know, I mean so a I would go entity that still does fucking fundraising I would go back and I, you know I think I'll always be connected to it I had to like I, I had to give it all a little bit of a break you know like I didn't do the replacements tribute this year with Sonya and I just was it was all too painful you know what yeah. I mean it was seriously it was like the gnarliest breakup with a girlfriend ever I was yeah. so miserable and I was just like one day I would I'd be like I miss you guys I love you and then be like I want to fucking blow that building up you yeah. know that, of course and, of course and like None of, I never thought about doing any of those things. Um, but, but, you know, it was so, it was just so emotionally, you know, like heavy that I just like, I needed time. And I feel like now I'm just kind of coming out of my hibernation. So, but eyes on the future. But this has it. I will happily go for another one. And if I could get it in another glass, I got something good in the bottom. Um, yeah, you doing on your Mountain Dew. I'm good. Another Mountain I'm Dew? good. Okay. But all of this did not get in the way of your duties as a man with a wig. No. In fact, quite honestly, I had quit EL No. Yeah, and let's talk about it. And I'm talking about you. For in NPR. A, you're, in a tri- you're in a tribute band to, to ELO. I'm in, EL No. I'm in, I'm in two bands. Both are cover bands. One's called the Blackberry Brandy Boys, which I haven't yeah. performed with in a year. But that's like kind of a Graham Parsons, Stonesy sort of thing. Which makes it... Yeah. Much less popular than ELO. Oh yeah, America loves. Yeah, if we can get hundred people at the at the show, we're doing great. ELO, um, it's like let's take the Beatles, the best of the Beatles, put them in a roller rink. We got ELO. Yeah, no, that's that should be the description on our. Uh, I, I'm, in fact, you can have it. Um, but yeah, we we that was like a joke we did for the the cover band contest way back when at First yeah, Avenue, yeah. which we lost. We didn't win. Um, and uh, but we keep you know we keep doing it and it's just like uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. But we were doing it once a month and sometimes more and it was just a little bit too much. So, but the workload from NPR, I'm the guy that kind of helps book it. Me and then one other guy in the band organize it. Of course. And I just couldn't keep up with that, so I I quit both the bands. Uh, I quit the fetus. You know, I was still doing Tuesday nights at the fetus. Yeah. I, and I quit the fetus and then I went to full time, so it worked <laughs> out. But it was just like all the things. You know, I love. I'm not. A, I don't ever. I will never write a song. Maybe I really? will. I'm not a songwriter. Yeah. But I love like, like figuring out how songs go. You know the what I'm talking? Mechanics thereof. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, not even like the mechanics of it. Like I'm not studying it. Like that. Oh, Jefflyn did this chord change. That's cool. I just want to learn it and perform it and make people smile. Well, that's. Really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what do you think about being a rock star? It's never the practice. It's never the time on the road. It's the time on stage. Yeah, making people happy. So yeah, you know what? You're right. This is where tribute bands make the most sense because it's a lot of fun. All the bullshit. Yeah. Let's learn the songs, 
show up and get the love. Everything else, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like I'm not a poet. Like I, I was, I am, you know, like I, I'm. I'm not a songwriter, definitely, because I'm not a poet. Not even a little bit. I did write like part of one song, and I was just like, this it's crap. almost like I, I, I had I had been a critic for too long, to, yeah, you know. I was like, oh, I suck. Yeah. This is yeah. terrible. Yeah. So, you know, I just it's it's really fun to be back doing that stuff again, and and uh, you know, I hadn't gone skateboarding with my skateboarding buddies for like two years, so I'm just kind of getting back into doing the things that I really genuinely love. Yeah, and I assume. You are a big fan of ELO. Jeff Lynn, yeah. Um, and now we're going to do something that we've never done on Dive Bar Mitzvah before. Is there going to be some sort of game? There's going to be some sort of game, and I, okay. hope, you're, I hope you're ready for it. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to list off two competing ELO songs. Okay. You have to tell me which one's better. Okay. And this I will tell you if you're incorrect. <laughs> that is the game we have right now. It's an either or so thing. So I'm, and wait, so am I guessing what you think? No, I'm telling you, no, no, you're guessing I, what the better song is, and I'm going to tell you if you're wrong. Oh, it's okay. not a matter of opinion. Okay, okay. This is a matter of fact, This Jack. is just, yeah. this is fact. Okay. Don't Bring Me Down versus Evil Woman. Who wins? I'm going to say Don't Bring Me Down. That is correct. That, that is, is correct. Right. Okay. That is a better okay. song. This is, I mean, there's so many hits, it's hard to do this because they're all tough. Yeah. But uh, Turn to Stone. Yes. Versus Do Ya. Oh, Do Ya. Totally correct. Way to go. Nicely and the done. move Do Ya over ELO Do Ya. Which one is better? I actually think the move version is good, but ELO's is better. That bridge section is what does it. You need that B section. that yeah. Right? They I don't like have the that in the move one. Yeah. But the drums on the move one are banging. I like that it's an alternate version. I like that it has a whole lot of depth to it. It has that late 60s production. Wow, we are super fucking nerds. That I know are, we are. Okay. All right. Um, can't get it out of my head versus Strange Magic. Ooh, I like that you kept the ballads together. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Strange Magic. Um, and the official answer is, uh, I don't care because I don't like don't the ballads. Care. I, don't really, I don't really like the ballads that much. What about Telephone Line? Or is yeah. that coming? No, it's not on. Okay. This is the last one, though. Okay. This is probably the hardest one, in my opinion. Okay. Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, God. Versus Living Thing. Oh, that's yeah. not even fair. Yeah, know, right? Can you really? That they're, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, God, I don't, I, I don't want to pick because I like them you both. You got to pick. You got to pick. I, I sing living. It's choice. I sing killing one of your kids. You got to pick one. I sing living thing, so I'm gonna go with living thing. You're correct. Living thing. All is right. Better, is uh, it was four for four, yeah. or five for five. Well, it was four. It was three for three because can't get it out of my head. We're straight mad. Really yeah, matter. they were yeah, both yeah. wrong. Well, no, you actually did 100, percent which shows right. you really know you're. I, well, I do. You picked all of the better songs. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, are there any shows coming up for uh, for EL now? Um, we don't have anything booked now, but I would say watch for us later this summer at Lee's and hopefully outdoors at one of the uh, music movie things. All right, um, so what's next? What do you have to push? Are you just hanging out? You know, like, I'm out doing that and just, like, enjoying the world, and then, you know, like, I'm going to pretty soon be tied down, hopefully, with a job. I got it. Actually, my, I'm, I'm, I'm on the the, uh, the cusp of getting a new, like, a new gig. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm, I'll be doing Is it my, radio-related? No, radio-related. Really? Treatment center stuff. What? Treatment center oh, stuff. Treatment center. I, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I decided, like, I've, I found I'm really passionate about that stuff. I like helping people and, like, interacting with... Uh, a big part of the recovery thing is like kind of one person talking with another. Yeah. And I found out I really like that stuff, and so I'm I'm uh you know I'm looking into that. That's great. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there, and like I said, more but music you know, the, this summer. Yeah, getting rid of some of the bullshit, taking in what you love. Yeah, dude. You know, That's back great. to like, it's just like life's too short. You know, to be like 
just drowning in yeah in having the man's you can't thumb do. on you, keeping you down. Well, I, you know, I think I I, I think or it's, your own damn thumb. Yeah, I think you down. I might have, yeah, yeah. I, there are multiple people were thumbing me. Is the problem? There's a lot of thumbs. There's a lot of thumbs yeah. involved, and some of them were in me, and that's you know, it's not going to work. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dive Bar Mitzvah. Ladies and gentlemen. David Campbell, thank you very much for yeah. being here today. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Thank you very much for listening tonight. Uh, but seriously, everybody who's been listening lately, I can't thank you enough. Our numbers have been huge. But please, uh, like, comment, share, send us around. We're on iTunes. Uh, hit hit the five-star button. Uh, tell your friends. Tell everybody how awesome I am. There's a really good uh, comment that someone left on here that almost made me cry. Uh, they called, they compared me to Studs Turkle, which I think is a compliment. But it, honestly, it, it read, read so nicely, I almost broke down into tears. Of course, that's a compliment. Well, yeah, I knew it was, but it's still just like one, one, one I'd pick for myself. You know, I think. You know, who would you pick? I'm more of a Robert Redford, I think. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know, it, but seriously, uh, uh, listen, comment, share as much as you can. Um, now. But, and we couldn't do this without our sponsors, so everybody take a moment and please frequent them. Without them, we would not be able to do this. First off, our friends at FGC Creative and Hot Damn, if you like t-shirts, we've got uh, Dive Bar Mitzvah t-shirts that I'll happily give you that are made by our friends at FGC Creative. Uh, and we're proud to help celebrate their one-year anniversary, and uh, they're even going to do custom-printed t-shirts for the low, low, low price of $2.99 each. You want to look good? Have your own t-shirt. Get, design a logo for you. Why not? Look good. Step out. The chicks know it. They see it. They smell it on you. They're like, this man knows design. And also vice versa in case you're female. But yeah, $2.99 each. It's uh, just our way of saying thank you for making the first year very much a success at FGC Creative. Um, and of course, there are some restrictions to that. Check fgccreative.com slash dive bar. But $2.99 a shirt. Does it get any better than that? Not in America. Not in 2016. Um, and, of course, our friends at Pabst Blue Ribbon add extra flair to those leisure time activities. Put original Pabst Blue Ribbon in the picture. People of good taste naturally go for it. It's old-time beer flavor. Original Pabst brewed as it was when it won the Blue Ribbon in 1893. So next time, put yourself in the picture and enjoy an original Pabst Blue Ribbon. And our friends at Stand Up Records. We like our comedy like we like our booze. Straight up and bitter. Check them out at StandUpRecords.com. They have new albums coming out all the time. Uh, the new Ray Harrington uh, doc uh, documentary called Be a Man is about to come out. Mary Mack has an album out that just came out. Maggie Ferris. They're all great. They're all easily bought. Find them at StandUpCrap.com. And follow their Roku channel. It's out there right now. All you have to do is go to the channel store, look under comedy, and you could be laughing your ass off with all sorts of great comedy specials and old episodes of Drinking with Ian. Yes, I've let them out somewhere. I've released them to the vault, or released them from the vault. So hop on it, everybody. All right. Everybody, that was Dive Bar Mitzvah this week. Yet again, Dave Campbell, thank you very much for being here. I'd like to thank everybody at May Slacks. Uh, the music was only way too loud for a while, and but they didn't kick us out. They did they play MJ. Nice. They did. They played a lot of MJ. So, everybody, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Is that too serious? I don't think so. We didn't talk about thumbs being in me. Yeah, that was true. I led you to the water on